Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The world outside your window may not be so great, but here on Post Show Recaps, everything is low-key. Kind of super. It's everything is super covering low-key on Post Show Recaps. Hello, everybody. I'm Josh Wiggler, joined here by, I don't know, he's not a god of mischief, but he's a mischievous guy. Uh, It's Kevin Mahadeo. I'm quite mischievous. I think that's an accurate description of myself. Also... What's the most mischievous thing you've ever done? Um, well, if I told you, that could ruin it. If it's like a long-term thing I'm doing to you, <laughs> are you are you long conning me? That would be a right set of mischief right there. Um, nah, I see right through all of your ploys, <laughs> all your tricks. I'm the trickier one of us. I think that's probably. Accurate. I think I'm. Yeah, I do bits. I'm blunt instrument. I guess you're Loki and I'm yeah. Thor. I'm a blunt instrument. Yes. <laughs> I think that that's right. Also, I have seen uh, Kevin in uh, cut-off t-shirts, so it's I true. can attest to the fact that he has also got uh, ripped biceps like Chris Hemsworth. Since this is a podcast, uh, we're just going to all assume that it's accurate and true uh, to yeah. the highest degree. Um, I know we're talking Loki, uh, but uh, as we are recording this, we are recording this on June 2nd, 2021. Um, Kevin, did you see the picture that's making the rounds of the wrapped filming on Thor Love and Thunder? And Chris Hemsworth's arm looks like a Mack truck. Yeah, that's his relaxed pose, apparently. Chris Hemsworth's entire arm looks like Tom Hiddleston. (laughs) Like... like it's like Tom Hiddles, his his arm is just like the size of uh, of a human. It's it's quite uh, ridiculous. Uh, you know, it's pretty wild. I I I, I think I, I like what Kumail said quite some time ago when he had to get ripped for his Marvel movie coming up, The Eternals. And I like that he made the post where it's just like, "Hey, this should not be a standard. I am extremely lucky that my job provides me with a personal trainer, hours at the yeah. gym." This shouldn't be a thing we should strive for. And it's I agree, it shouldn't be a thing we should strive for, but God damn, would it be nice to have that? It looks good. <laughs> it looks cool. It looks great. But yeah, I think the road to get there seems arduous and undesirable <laughs> to me. I'd rather go the easy way. I'd rather figure out some sort of cheat code okay. to get that bod a la Loki. I bet that's what Loki would do. Do you like how I'm pivoting us back to the topic at hand because Loki. Why you're professional, Josh. Because <laughs> Loki. Loki is here. We're almost here. This is Loki preview show. We're going to keep it tight. I think we got some feedback to get into. We want to talk about the show loosely, but really what we want to do is we just like want to start like pitter-pattering our way towards uh, returning to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Of course, in the past few weeks of Everything is Super, Kevin and I spent the last four weeks talking about the Superman movies, the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Specifically, if you didn't check that out for some reason, if you're new to Everything is Super, first of all, welcome. Uh, We talk about the superheroes here as the title of the podcast 
implies uh, more often than not it is marvel cinematic universe inclined just because the mcu is so pervasive uh how could we not be talking about the mcu all the time but we do occasionally sidebar away from that stuff we have swung into spider-man in the past we talked about the sam raimi spider-man movies we most recently talked about the christopher reeve superman quadrilogy uh, and had such an incredible time but it is now time after several weeks away from the mcu it has been uh you know not quite uh, two months since Falcon and the Winter Soldier flew off as Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And now we are voyaging forward into Loki, following Tom Hiddleston back into the MCU after, I don't know, dying at least twice. He's died, I think, right? Like he fake died and then he real died, but now he's back. We'll get into all the timey wiminess of it all. He's Gray of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There's a lot to unpack uh, as it pertains to all of that. So what we're going to be doing here is Loki is a six-episode TV series. We are going to podcast about each and every episode. We'll also do a wrap-up show by the end of the season as well. So about eight podcasts all told on Loki starting here. Just a little bit of a, of a table setter, uh, Kevin. Uh, Kevin, uh, we are talking about uh, a character who has been uh, a seminal anti-hero. Is, is he an anti-hero yet, or has he just been, like, a straight villain? Like, I don't know how you would necessarily classify him. It's really tough, and it's really tough to fully answer that question in terms of the character we're gonna end up seeing in this movie, because if you've been watching the MCU and following along this podcast, we've definitely discussed a journey of this character somewhat extensively in our coverage. He started off in Thor, I think, very much as a villain in that movie. You know, someone who uh, quickly turned from, like, kind of a tricky guy into, like, I'm going to be a full-out villain here, was the one of the main antagonists, if not the main antagonist, really, in the first Avengers movie, um, and has had quite a journey, this version of Loki, in the OG MCU, where I do think that version of the character, the one we saw... I do think became a bit of an anti-hero. I think he went through a real big character journey, and we really discussed that about how I really liked how he ended up. And then, uh, you know, at that point, death was the only thing left for him. But, but yeah. Josh, that's not that's not who we're seeing in this show. As Secretary of Defense Nimziki once told President Whitmore, "Mr. President, that's not entirely accurate. somebody's been watching Twenty Four. No, that's it's Independence Day. Day. And, oh. I think, and I think that's the second time I've said that exact quote on a podcast <laughs> in the last like month. I'm going to try and do that every month. Uh, oh, it was about classic, uh, Area 51, right? That was the yeah, yeah, plausible there is deniability. No area, <laughs> there is no Area 51. Uh, Mr. President, uh, the late, great James Rebhorn. Um, so, Loki, it's coming. It's going to be coming out on Wednesdays. It is premiering June 9th. These podcasts will typically record on Thursday nights. They will get into your podcast feed as early as humanly possible on Fridays. Probably, uh, I would say, like a late morning East Coast time is what we are going to aim for. But you'll get these on Fridays is the plan. Uh, we'll do it episode by episode the same way we've talked about WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, we'll have guests along the way. I'm sure both Latanya and Mike Bloom will have things to say. I'd love to check in with them, uh, see what they've got on their mind. Uh, I shall not be making any bets about eating snakes, Kevin. Smart man. Because uh, that snake would then turn into a real live person and stab you. 
<laughs> I don't trust it. I'm not doing it. That's Mike's turf. That's not a me thing. Uh, Mike Bloom, probably the 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 trickster god of podcasting, actually would be. Uh, would if I had to cast it, I think that Mike Bloom as the Loki makes a lot of really? sense. Really, he's not like the the, the Zachary Levi. <laughs> <laughs> no way no way he's the he's the loki for sure he's always up for some hijinks uh i love hijinks too so i'm very excited to get into the hijinks here so of course subscribe to everything is super if you have not done so already this way you will make sure that you do not miss a single episode you also want to get us your feedback each and every week if you can uh super at postshowrecaps.com is our email address we also have uh kevin and i both have postshow recaps emails josh at postshowrecaps.com kevin at postshowrecaps.com com. We're on Twitter at Round Howard at Kev Mahadeo. I'll let you sort out who is who. You can mix us up. Could be fun. Uh, of course, we're also in the Post Show Recaps Patron Discord, which is our Discord server for the patrons of Post Show Recaps. A really thriving, wonderful, beautiful, in fact, community of people who are uh, huge Marvel fans. Fans of all sorts of pop culture, talking snacks, talking Loki, talking all sorts of things. You can become a member of the best community that is on the internet. It'll change your life. For $10 a month uh, is the Post Show Recaps Patron Discord uh, if you want to talk to us there. Or, of course, if you just want awesome, exclusive podcasts such as uh, Kevin Talks Mighty Ducks. He's got another podcast series that's going to be launching not terribly long from now that is exclusive for the patrons of Post Show Recaps. If you can't get enough Kevin Mahadeo, you can sign up patreon.com slash show recaps you are supporting the podcast making it possible for kevin and i and all of our colleagues to bring you podcasts and shows like this one before we get into it officially kevin i want to take one last second to thank our sponsors for this episode of post show recaps those are our friends over at geico do you own or rent your home sure you do and i bet it can be hard work you know it's easy bundling policies with geico Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Kevin Mahadeo, what do you know about Loki the TV show? Um, very little. I notoriously tried to... That's a terrible start, I feel like, right? To be like, hey, okay, so now listen to our podcast. I, I know, know nothing, nothing about I the mean, thing we're talking I know, about. I know some basics, right? Because, like, <laughs> my whole thing is that I try to avoid trailers. I couldn't avoid this one. This one was a hard one to avoid. Uh, plus, I'm honestly very hyped for it. Uh, because I don't, I don't, I like going in as blank as possible, right? So, like, I know Owen Wilson's in it. I know that there's some time shenanigans, which makes me even more excited for this. And from... What I can glean, right, this this show doesn't follow, as mentioned, the Loki that we know and loved from throughout the MCU. This follows a Loki that we saw very briefly in Avengers uh, Endgame, in which they yes. go back in time uh, to do the time heist. If you have no idea what we're talking about, one, I suggest you watch Endgame, and two, you can check out our coverage of that uh, in our Everything is Super Avengers Endgame. Go back to the start of the podcast feed. Uh, Kevin Mahadeo and I recorded podcasts about each and every single Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. So we're like fully in MCU-wise. You can track our journey if you need that uh, refresher. I think that you will, uh, you'll be very happy that you have done, uh, that you have done so. Or very um, angry, mean, and hateful at my takes. I'm kidding. I love all of you. It's not impossible. Yeah, it's not. I have some uh, takes. Certainly possible. Um, certainly possible. No, but uh, this, this, this version is the one we saw briefly in Endgame, right? That scene where they're doing the time heist and they were trying to get the Tesseract and shenanigans ensued. Uh, the Tesseract got not free, and this version of Loki, who was a- under arrest at the time, grabbed the Tesseract and vanished. 
And from what we can tell, this is tracking this version of the character who shows up, who who disappeared. And we're going to be following them through some what appear to be time shenanigans. And literally everything I just said is so up my alley. It's not yeah. even funny. I'm out of all of the ones that we've seen. I feel like this show is sort of leaning into like what I was partially hoping WandaVision was going to be. And I think really what WandaVision was, but in a different way. I, I love time shenanigans. I love parallel worlds. It seems like this is might be messing a bit with that, with especially with the timeline of the MCU. So I'm really pumped about that part of it. And as far as like what I know, that's almost it. I know, like I said, Owen Wilson's in it. He has a mustache, I think. Uh, looks like he's got yeah, a mustache. So, uh, yes, I know Owen Wilson has wow. a mustache. Can you can can you see this mustache? It's, wow, wow. It's so nice. Wow, it's so bushy. Wow. Do you like my yeah. mustache? Wow, it catches a lot of food and crime. Uh, yeah, Owen Wilson is showing up with a mustache. I mean, this is effectively it. Uh, Loki is centering on Loki, but it's not the Loki we have tracked through like his redemption arc where he was the bad guy. He brought on the bad guy. He brought all of uh, the Shatari to Earth. He rained fire on New York. He uh, fake died in Thor the Dark World. He became king of Asgard. He stopped being king of Asgard. He did get help with Thor uh, on the scar on Sakar, and then he ended up getting uh, his neck snapped at Thanos' hands, and then that's it, and you think it's done. But no, they do the time heist, and he blinks out, and that's the guy. Uh, so the guy who stole the, the Tesseract and disappeared is the is the Loki that we are watching. So this is a Loki who is fresh uh, off the heels, like literally uh, like an hour removed from trying to conquer New York City is the main character of this show. Uh, the the man who just got like uh, smashed around Tony Stark's loft <laughs> by the uh, like uh, the uh, you know his penthouse apartment in Stark Tower by the Hulk like a rag doll uh, is the guy that we are going to be following through this series. I think that that's fun. That's very different from what we have gotten with uh, the two Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, shows on Disney Plus so far. Certainly with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, these are outright heroes. The Winter Soldier certainly has a checkered past, um, but Bucky is, you know, trying to get past that. Like, he's 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 over that. We never really have to worry too much about him reactivating as the Winter Soldier. It's not a thing on the show. Um, in WandaVision, it's sort of Wanda's Breaking Bad type of story, and can she come back from that? With Loki, the the question isn't like, is this a Breaking Bad? Like he's he's he, he's he bad. Is broken. He has this he dude, has broken this, all this the man, bads. Uh, he's bad, but will he will he break good again? Because he's done that before. Um, but he had the influence of his brother. He had the influence of a very different set of circumstances. What we are to understand is this Loki, who is termed a variant. Uh, which is a hilarious term. I don't know if that comes from like the content of the comics, but certainly like variant it's a, it's covers. A, it's a meta commentary, certainly for you know, co- like, the vari- comic industry. Variant covers are like the thing uh, of the comics I industry. I want to see the holofoil version of Loki show up in this. <laughs> like hologram covers, yeah. Like, uh, is this a CG seed Loki? <laughs> you know, a Loki in a slab. He's a nine point eight. Uh, like that's hysterical to me. So it's a it's a variant Loki who whose very existence apparently is like a threat to the to the stability of of time and space and so this must be set right 
and he is going to be this is what we are to understand is that he's going to be enlisted by the time variance authority uh this organization that patrols time uh i don't know much about them as far as marvel comics is concerned i'm not sure if you're much hipper to it kevin the tva um i remember them vaguely from and this is this is so way back but i believe they also served a really big part of uh, Dan Slott's She-Hulk run, they are essentially like time cops. Not Jean-Claude Van Damme time cops, but if only. If only. Yeah. Uh, but like essentially the time police of the, of the Marvel Universe. Uh, but they also extend very oddly beyond just time itself because the Marvel uses universe, uh, from the comics, the Marvel, Marvel comic universe has a lot of alternate worlds, alternate realities. And there's so many, uh, branches and things of that. You know, there's like a team called the Exiles who, are from all different universes who hop around quantum leap style trying to fix what, right what once went wrong in alternate worlds. So what's interesting here is that we don't know a lot about this version of the Time Variance Authority uh, and how they're going to deal with stuff. Because while we had some time shenanigans in Endgame, how time works, how alternate realities work, all of that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we have no idea. This is really our first true foray into that. Because while Endgame messed around with stuff, it was all based on the theories of our main characters, who I think they even admit had no idea what they were doing. So Correct. it's really interesting because this is exploring something that, you know, we, we kept talking about, are we going to see this in WandaVision? When are we going to see this? Is it going to be Doctor Strange? But it could very well see that we're kind of exploring this really sci-fi weird part of the marvel universe in live action for the first time really yeah um it could be really neat um it makes me wonder you know we're we're we should be dealing very heavily with time travel. The, the, the seal is broken. Time travel is a thing. Uh, now we get to really go in they on broke it. The seal. Are they going to uh, cross the streams? That's a real big question. I, it would be bad. <laughs> um, but it was just like, you know, they, they referenced like back to the future in Avengers Endgame. I, I'm, I'm curious, like, uh, you know, what, what are some of the, 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 the touchstones, like the pop culture touchstones for this? Like, I can imagine a Bill and Ted vibe. You know, is he going to go and meet Abraham Lincoln? I would love uh, it. Is right. He, <laughs> is he, is he going to go and hang out with Socrates? You know, Socrates. Uh, there's, yeah. So like, what are, what are they, what are they going to do? Uh, I think, I think that there's, a lot of potential here, which which leads us uh, to this uh, bit of feedback uh, from the great Torby, uh, your friend and mine here on Everything is Super. Everything is low-key, really great. Uh, this is from Torby, who writes in, Here's a semi-underrated name that has made me very excited for this show. Michael Waldron. He's the head writer for this show, who has previously written for Rick and Morty ah, in the past. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> if I wasn't excited already, I think that just broke me. <laughs> uh, he's So, so uh, a Rick and Morty alum is the head writer uh, here on Loki, as we're talking about, like, what are some of, like, the influences that are going to be prevalent cool. 
in that's Loki. That's going to be very interesting because Rick and Morty. You've got somebody who's played in the Rick and Morty playground. And those who haven't watched Rick and Morty, first of all, I'd recommend it. It's weird as hell and very funny. Uh, if you're into cartoons and you've got like a crude sense of humor and you just like really wonky, weird sci-fi, it doesn't get much weirder and more complex and headier, but also hilarious than Rick and Morty. If those are the sensibilities that are in play in Loki with Tom Hiddleston as Loki, it should be pretty fun. It should be very fun. I mean, the the, the writers of Rick and Morty, have they pack so much stuff in there, especially so much sci-fi elements that are really fascinating and interesting. What is really interesting, though, is Rick and Morty notoriously does not touch time travel uh, for very specific reasons. Uh, they, they refuse to do time travel. They've done it once. The closest they can get was the snake episode, and that episode is one of the, my favorite of the series, and it's incredible. But it's going to be interesting then seeing that the writer essentially delve into something they don't do in Rick and Morty here on Loki and what that could mean and how that can play out. Rick and Morty has dealt with alternate universes, but that's really cool. Very fun. And if that, if yeah. that is a hint of the, the, the type of zany comedy we can be expecting, my, oh my, are we in for a ride? Um, so this is, this is more from Torby after giving us that, that tidbit Torby continues and says, after finishing the script for this season of Loki, uh, Michael Waldron was immediately placed as a main writer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of <gasps> Madness around the, around <laughs> the same time that Sam Raimi was named the new director. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and he's been announced to be the writer also of Kevin Feige's Star Wars film. Um, so Torby says, as somebody who enjoys following these types of inside baseball stories, I can't not think that this is an indication that Feige and Marvel Studios love the story of Loki that they have on their hands. So it sounds like the person who wrote this show has then gone on to, to write a very important Marvel project and is also Kevin Feige, who is, uh, you know, allegedly producing a Star Wars movie, um, has enlisted this person to work on it. This seems to be a sign of extraordinary confidence in what they have on their hands. And I remember when um, the ideas of these Disney Plus shows were first being floated out and first being like reported on in the trades, um, that Loki was like mentioned in like that like first breath. So like this has been like a starting project for a long time, like since the inception of this idea. Um, and the fact that it's coming from a writer who has a really cool pedigree and has apparently uh, then been like asked to work on some other very, very important stuff. For me, I know I shouldn't do this. The key to happiness is low expectations, but my expectations for this are, are really, really high. I kind of think that Loki should be able to kill it. It's only six episodes. I You got a thing? Like, like the, the deck is pretty set for this to be pretty dope. I hope so. I, like I mentioned, out of I think all the ones I'm pretty hyped for this one, right? This, this and What If. What If is probably my number one. But this... The more I, I had found out about it, the more excited I got because, again, it's very up my alley. And now, knowing the the creative team involved, I'm pretty pumped. And I think, to me, this is also similar to the Russos, you know, who came off of, uh, you know, off of TV, were handed Captain America, and then were handed the keys to the Avengers franchise. I think if that's an indication of where we could be going here with 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 the uh, with this writer, that's that's really exciting and fantastic. I mean, if that worked out real well. I hope history repeats itself and it works out really well here. I hope Loki is really awesome and fun and, and exciting and 
timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly. You know, I, I really want that. I really want to know also, like, what are the rules? How are you playing with time travel? These are all the things that, that like, get Kevin, like, amped and excited, uh, which is a state of being that I'm not normally in. So when I'm there, it's exciting for me to be here. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. My question for you, Kevin, is does Loki... Uh, hold up without Thor. You know, this is probably going to be a, a Thorless show. Yeah. Would be my I don't know guess. Why that uh, makes me laugh. Thorless. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't imagine we are getting Thor in here. Uh, you could. You could always. You know, it'd be great. There certainly would be reason to bring Chris Hemsworth here. And it is kind of odd to imagine Loki without Thor in some regard. Do we? Do we think that that's going to be fine? Are you nervous about that at all? Do you think that Loki, as we have seen him in the MCU and like the Loki that we know of comics lore, uh, there have been many iterations of Loki, very, you know, several different versions of the character Kid Loki. There's, you know, Kid Loki is like a, like a little tiny kid who runs around as Loki. He's probably like 12 years old. Uh, there's like a teenage Loki who is like kind of a sassy teen. Uh, lady there's Lady Loki. Loki. Um, there's so many Lokis. The Loki, <laughs> indeed. Uh, the Loki Lokis. Uh, the low key low guys, no Hawkeye. Uh, there's <laughs> there's there's a lot of possibilities here. Um, but do you think that that it's it's going to be able to withstand uh, uh, being without the God of Thunder, or do you think that there's going to be a Mjolnir sized shadow cast over? Loki? I think, or I suppose the uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth biceps. Yeah, just <laughs> that's no moon. That is Chris Hemsworth biceps. Um, honestly, I actually think this is. I think he's going to hold up great, and I think this is probably better for the character. We've seen what happens to Loki when he's around Thor for a long period of time, right? We've seen that character journey. So it's, it'd be interesting to see a very different journey for this character. Um, and it's one of those things you put a character in a different situation. How does he react? Is him becoming a, a good you know, a, a semi good guy by the end of his original journey, uh, a, a, a thing about him or about the circumstance, you know, nature versus nurture, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I actually think this will be good to see a Loki that doesn't have that Thor shadow over him. I also think that, yeah, he can definitely 
hold his own in terms of like carrying a story and carrying a series. Loki has always been extremely, extremely popular amongst the fandom. Like, you know, the fans love this guy. That's why he kept coming back. And I think that's going to translate here. I think people really are excited about this character. I think people want to see this character. I think Tom Hiddleston as this character is having a, a great time every single time he puts on the long, dark-haired wig or grows his hair out. Uh, so I do think that this is going to work really well in terms of like not having Thor around. It, it What's going to be weird to me is figuring out how that works in terms of the time travel, right? Like, does he not deal with the main Avengers at all? If they don't show up, are they body doubles because he can't interfere with them? Cause then that affects time, right? You can't, you can't uh, screw up time too much. And it's certainly if he runs into the Avengers at different points in time and the wrong time, it'll really, really mess things up. So, there is ways around that, but it does make me interested in how were they going to play with that part of it? Because to me, the shadow isn't, he's not there to interact with, but the shadow of like the Avengers need to be sort of present in the sense of messing around with the Marvel timeline. So how do they get around that part? That's the shadow that I think is going to be interesting to, to try and look at. Yeah. Do we think that this is going to like really complicate this, uh, even more? Like, do we think that, uh, that we are going to get to a place where uh, there are just like so many different branches that this show is going to to give us the like is is this going to be a show that's just like going to totally muddy the timeline so that like when you go to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Wikipedia you're going to see a timeline that looks like I don't know Netflix is dark uh, <laughs> or which primer, I don't know if the you- movie. Yeah, like like graphics that'll boggle your mind. I mean, there's a possibility, certainly, but I don't know. I always, I, I, I'm a big fan of the multiverse stuff. I'm a huge fan of like mucking with time. And part of me is just like, just watch the stuff in order. We don't really need this like heavy, heavy timeline. And once time is broken, it's fine. Just don't think too hard about it. It depends on the rules. I mean, ultimately, it really depends on the rules and how the world works. And that's the stuff we don't know yet. And ideally they'll explain some of that away but as for like making a timeline can it get complicated certainly but the easy explanation is always just every time they go back in time they create a new timeline right they just break off into a new reality so the marvel main marvel universe still exists that timeline still carries on as it always does in a straight path but every time they go, he loops back, whatever he hits, that point will skew the timeline. I wish I was Doc Brown right now, just drawing that line and draw the like skewing off underneath, you know, of this new timeline, underline it twice to show how that's happening. I think that stuff can be done, can be explained away just that simply. Where every time he goes back, yeah. this is a new reality we're looking at. And the realities aren't going to cross over that much. You're not going to have like, I don't know who, you know, Captain America. Now you're not going to have Sam, you know, go to an all, you know, go back in time, go to the alternate reality. We don't know that that's going to happen yet. So you don't have to worry about the main Marvel heroes mucking stuff up like this or interacting with these alternate versions or worrying about that. So, I mean, that's a long way to say, I don't know, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as people might think it is. I think people get really scared about time travel. And I think that fear is a little, um, overblown. How much do you think this is going to connect to what's next in the MCU? So, uh, if we're if we're saying that the the writer of this show is also writing Multiverse of Madness, does Loki just like is is this like a setup? Um, 
Or are we too cautious at this point to like really go there? Uh, like if we're going into this, like expecting this to like be like the on ramp I mean, for the yeah, next do, big thing. Do we, we want to end up in a WandaVision situation basically? Well, you know, let, let me pivot the question. Has ha, we have two shows under our belt now? What we also have, and this is from your friend and mine, Mike Bloom. Uh, Mike writes in, uh, how do we feel about the gap between Falcon and the Winter Soldier in this? Was having a bit of time off for the MCU good, or do we feel that some momentum was lost? Um, between WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, there was a week, and now there's been multiple weeks uh, since our last bit of MCU. Is the distance good? And on top of that, do we now have like a, a clearer sense of expectations for like what we are going to be getting out of these shows? Like things that may have like long term ramifications eventually, but are more character studies rather than being like this is like Avengers 5 in television form. Yeah. And I think ultimately these are all probably going to be character studies. I think every series we're going to get is going to be a character study as fiction is. Uh, but. What I would like is a mix-in of some of the bigger stuff. One of the things that was exciting in the original announcement about the Marvel TV shows, right, the Disney Plus series, is the idea that we're going to look at an integrated world where TV and movies are going to dissect, intersect. We're going to see causality. We're going to see things that are going to be huge to lead from one into the other into the other. That promise, I don't think, has really been fulfilled necessarily. And some people are going to argue, they never promised that. They certainly implied it. Uh, you know, this yeah. was going to be different from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This was going to be different from the Netflix series. This was, was going to be stuff that feel, felt important. And I think the biggest things coming out of this, though, besides little things, I think, again, you could go from the ending of Endgame to whatever comes next in Captain America and not watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and you'll probably be fine. Because all it, all you would have seen is, you know, uh, Steve heading over the S.H.I.E.L.D. being, you should be Cap, and then the next time, he's Cap. Well, okay. Like, there there it is. Even for WandaVision, I, I, the ramifications of that, unfortunately, for better or worse, I don't think are going to be explored in the way that they probably should be. So we didn't get that there either. You could have skipped that series and probably still continued on to the Marvel Universe. I want You can do character work and have big things, and I really want that to exist in these TV shows. I want these TV shows to feel important. And right now, as much as I've enjoyed them, I don't think we felt that. They have a chance here. They have a chance to set up some big stuff and do some huge things that could have ramifications. To Mike's point, what does this break signify? You know, what does it mean? So you can look at Falcon and you can look at WandaVision as almost the final transition points as we head into the real phase four uh, of the MCU, right? Like those are both shows about the after effects and aftershocks about what happened with Thanos and the snap. So what's the next phase? What are we heading into? I think we can start that with Loki. We can start some of the bigger stuff that we'll see what phase four is about in Loki. Or they just continue as it is. And we're still left in this weird limbo of like, okay, well, what is phase four going to be? Is it more of the same? Sure, that's great. But like something new, something different would be cool. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. that's really what I'm hoping for here. And And if it's not, if it's just a character study, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. But I, I feel like it's a missed opportunity to do something big. And it, it makes sense. There's a break now. There's there's that break. The one outlier is still Black Widow. Outlier for goddamn everything still, in my opinion. That movie makes no sense in its placement and existence. But 
they have an opportunity between the break of Falcon to actually make it be a real break between phases as we head into some bigger stuff. So take take that swing, Marvel. You already did it, so we'll see if you took the swing or not, but I hope you did. Um, There are rumors that Loki is going to be the first of these shows that actually leads to a second season. Uh, That unlike WandaVision, which seems to be a done-in-one story, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which seems to be setting up uh, the the next Captain America movie. Those are the reports that we are going to get Captain America 4 uh, with Sam Wilson's Captain America. Uh, that Loki Season 2 might be a thing. Uh, and this question comes our way from Felipe. who says, what do you think of the fact that Loki is already in pre-production for Season 2? Should that be true? Uh, and where would we see a Season 2 dropping with the current slate? Uh, Kevin, there's like a thousand different shows on the way there's Ms. Marvel, there's Hawkeye, there's She-Hulk, there's Moon Knight, there's Secret Invasion. These are just the ones I can rattle off off the top of my head while thinking about it. Uh do you think that like we get a a a Loki second season? Like is Loki like going to be like the MCU's annual show? Do you expect that this is something that we wouldn't get again for a while? You know, that's Really tough and interesting because can Loki get a season two? Yes, uh, you know I, I definitely think that if if the show is what we are imagining it to be, not even the grand scale of things, just a fun romp through time that messes around with the Marvel Cinematic Universe's timelines and stories and just has a bit of fun. If this is Marvel's timeless, yeah, it can get a season two. Will it get more than a season two? If it is, it's timeless. Maybe not. But it'll get a movie, I guess. Um, but uh, it can go on for a while. It's things you could do with it. They're certainly fun to be had. The premise of the series, I think, can set up a pretty reoccurring series, but multiple seasons. Loki can be, you know, excuse my comic bookiness here, the booster gold of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, a guy who's just jumping through time and people don't really know about it fixing problems right or i guess if we really want to go sam beckett style quantum leap and you know like maybe loki becomes a quantum leap series should that character be loki should season two of this continue with loki as this character in a journey that he's gonna have i don't know i don't know if i i i i do think that should be the case i think it'd be cool to set up something where we more follow the tva after this right like what are some characters from that that we follow into these time hopping nonsense i think that could be fun i just don't know about loki himself as a character in a perpetually running series i guess we'll find out i mean uh, you know we have no idea yet I, i i'm pretty i love tom hiddleston and the thing that i'm really excited about is the possibility of are we finally going to crack open multiple loci uh like is four that locos, where we are for locos you know yeah four <laughs> loci, open a four locos. <laughs> that, that shit's illegal you know like uh i'm the tva is coming for you if you start cracking open four loci uh i'm i'm pretty hyped on that like there are as as mentioned like there are these multiple different uh versions of loki in comic book lore uh and i think that there is like reason to believe that we could that that the loki show itself could delve into this and so like could this be like uh you know we're assembling the loki avengers except all of the avengers are just loki like could it be like tom hiddleston and like three different actors as as loki um you know i i think that that could be fun uh jankinator wrote and said will this be a send-off or a swan song 
of Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Like, is there a version of this, Kevin, where Hiddleston's Loki, who has been with the MCU since basically the very, 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 very beginning, uh, since the fourth movie in the franchise uh, with, with Thor, um, this was a career making turn for this man. Um, can you envision the world where like this is the end for him and what this show is actually setting up? is a bunch of different actors or an an actor like another actor being loki moving forward or do we set up that expectation at our own peril considering how many times we thought we were just when they thought we were he was out like we they pulled hiddleston back in like is there just no defeating loki uh or defeating tom hiddleston's loki at this point i mean i think there's no defeating loki it's hard to say no defeating tom hiddleston's loki it's hard because part of me really believe that Ragnarok might have been the last, you know, Thor movie. I thought that maybe, you know, Endgame was the last time we saw Chris Hemsworth as Thor, maybe. But that's clearly not the case. We're getting a lot more Chris Hemsworth as Thor, so he's going to continue onwards. So I, I do think it's a possibility for Tom Hiddleston to continue as Loki. That said, I do think there's something interesting to do with the, you know, rise of the new Asgardians, the, 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 from the comics, you know. Asgard Reborn, where it's that's how the Lady Loki was first introduced. That's how we eventually get Kid Loki. So I think there's a possibility of handing off the Loki mantle to someone else other than Tom Hiddleston, and this could be his, you know, uh, Black Swan song <laughs> moment here uh, for him. But it's it's really hard to say. It's really hard to say, and even worse, it's hard for me to know what I want, which is, I guess, a good thing because then I can be better surprised and kind of go in um, really learning. And being like shown like, oh, yes, this is the right way to go. So that, that's a that's a kind of hard call, because as fun as it is to think about like an all Loki team of different versions of Loki, I think Deadpool had that uh, as well at once at one point. Um, part of me wants to be like, yeah, but maybe vary it up just a little bit. Like, you know, yeah, I think I think uh, variants of other characters would be fun. I'm, I'm a sucker for that. I'm a sucker for like a team of variants. So if it's all just a team of variants of Loki, it's still the same person as core. So give me give me yeah. something weird. Give me give me a variance of other people all on a team together. Let me make a prediction about how uh, Loki is going danger, to end. Danger. The time va- the time variance authority is going to change. It is going to become the time variance uh, variant authority, uh, and it's just going to be a bunch of Loki in charge of the timeline. I mean, I like the idea of the time variance authority. Yeah. And yeah. I don't like him being all Loki, but I like the idea of what just you said. Just a bunch of different Loki in the same way that it's like a the bunch Council of Ricks. The Council of Ricks, right? The Council of Ricks, That's yeah, cool the Council thing. of Loki. I mean, like, the Rick and Morty influence is certainly there. It would, for me, though, I, I again, I, I'd, like the, I'd like the slight difference here. Because for me, personally, and this is my own thing because of just being so absorbed into pop culture, right? I love the Council of Ricks. It's my probably my favorite, like, element of rick and morty they've been messing with not just the council itself but the things that have been out of it but like i've seen that before too right like you you the council of reeds is a thing in fantastic four comics um you know the, there's there's a you know in supreme one of the more famous famous ones of comics that alan moore created the idea of a variant of a super you know a council of the variant superman essentially analogs that all exist and serve time and protect time and space together which was i think for me it's hard to say like i would love if anyone else has this knowledge too was that the first uh, if someone knows what the first you know council of x type thing is i would love to know it because for me it's 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 that that's one of the ones that came to mind as alan moore supreme but 
maybe there's another one out there. So I've seen this before, mm. right? I've seen the it's it's a version of the same character over and over. And as much as I love Loki, it's not the character I want for that. I don't I don't want that for Loki. I don't want this too much Loki who, for me. Um, who would you who do you want that for in terms of live action? See, for me, I, I want the different types, right? Like this is something Grant Morrison actually did in, in the multiversity comics, which I actually love that is like it's different versions of characters from different worlds. So you have like uh, President Superman, who is uh, a black Superman from one world. You have a different version of the Flash, who is a Flash from a different universe. You have this guy who's like a lamplighter or something like that. Not lamplighter, that's that's the boys. But you have like uh, the, yeah. the Flashlight, I believe it is, who who is a Green Lantern type character from another world. And these characters all make up this like council. So there's all these different versions. Captain Carrot, who's a who's a you know cartoon bunny rabbit uh, that's like kind of like Superman. So it's it's all these different versions. I like that idea, right? I think that's cool to have like almost like the like the 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 organization is made up of different variants of different types of characters rather than just the one character. I think that's kind of cool and fascinating and can be really fun to play with. Um from Josh Lemer, uh Josh writes in and asks, "Would you prefer if Loki stays as 2012 Loki or would you rather ha- have him get his memories restored of the later films somehow? Like would you like to see at some point in this show Kevin Loki revert back to like uh beginning of Infinity War Loki?" I mean, personally, I don't I don't think so. I feel like we lose something, right? Because like that version of Loki finished his character journey has become like sort of like a good guy and had an end. When you bring that character back, I think back, if that version right? of Loki had continued, he would have been, you know, it, it, by it's no coincidence that like Loki is one of the worst characters in Ragnarok and worst is like a harsh word because everything in Ragnarok is beautiful. Uh, so like, it's like worst by default to some extent. When I think about Ragnarok, like Loki is one of the last ones that I think about as far as like principal characters, like Thor, number one, you get Hulk, Valkyrie, uh, Korg and Meek. Like there's just a grandmaster. Hella, like even Carl Urban, I probably think about before I think about Loki. Um, like, I feel like they finished that. Like, I feel like that Loki had, had hit the end of the line. There was nothing more to really do. So now, like, you just go back to, like, kind of, like, shitty, crappy, right. mean Loki. Which and, is like, what can you do? <laughs> you know, what can, what can you do with him? Are there other versions of redemption that he is able to find? Or is, like, does redemption not really matter? Um, like, are there different Lokis in different periods of time that are, like, more capable of being, um, you know, of, like, being stopped before they, like commit genocide or whatever like can like he like become like a father to himself like you know like i think about these kinds of things and like i don't think that you need the loki to like get like uh like you know we don't need like him to like have like flash sideways to his like his whole life back you know and like that was who i was before like we don't i don't I don't think you need that to have an interesting character. I'm I'm adamantly opposed, in fact, to him just being like reset to where he was at the start of Infinity War. I agree. I, I feel like there's so much more ground to mine, you know, taking this version of character and messing with him and seeing uh, wh- wh- where we can get from. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't want his memories, quote unquote, restored. technically speaking, it's not his memories, right? It's being shown its alternate self. And we've even seen that. Technically speaking, we've seen that character beat, not from Loki, but like what happens when you see a past version of you sees a future version of you. That's what happened to Thanos. So we sort of even seen that element before. So I'd love to see something different and new with this one. Yeah, I think so too. Um, This is from Laurel. Laurel says, I'm here for anything MCU, but mostly 
for Owen Wilson. Uh, Kevin, wow. how excited are you? <laughs> how excited are you to have Owen Wilson, who plays Mobius M. Mobius, uh, who is, is one of the is key Mobius members. Mobius M. Mobius? Is it Mobius yes. Mobius Mobius? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. A character from the comics. Is he? <laughs> uh, yes, yes, he's a character from the comics. Uh, he is one of the central figures in the TVA. Uh, I, I, I'm really thrilled to have Owen Wilson in the MCU. And it, what it what it does for me, Kevin, is it adds like a slight element of danger because, like in theory, like this should be really really fun. But if they play this wrong, it's disastrous. So there's like a dangerous element to having Owen Wilson here. Like, is is this like? Is this Zoolander Owen Wilson or is this like behind enemy lines Owen Wilson where he tried to like earnestly be an action hero once? Like if they're trying to do that, I think it's a train wreck. But if they're trying to do something that is like more Zoolander with like slices of like uh, Life Aquatic, you know, sort of like uh, Wes Anderson Owen Wilson where you can have your whimsy, but you can have your sincerity as well. That feels to me like the Owen Wilson you want here. Yeah, I think what you're looking for is Shanghai Night, Shanghai Noon, Owen Wilson. Uh, that seems to be the split middle you're going for, <laughs> where you still get the goofy, fun Owen Wilson, but there's is some moments of, you know, of, of, of seriousness. Not a lot, because Shanghai Nights and Shanghai Noon are very much comedies. But I, I think that's the version we should get, and I really hope we do get. Um, I think Owen Wilson has a thing that works for him, and I think he can find um, lines along that spectrum. But when you go into your own thing, you know, you end up in a like Tropic Thunder situation, right? Not that Tropic Thunder is bad. It's great. But that's the whole joke of Tropic Thunder is trying to go outside what you normally do. Um, and I think that this is, this is, this is exactly right. This is where we need him to be like this type where he's going to have more of the jokey fun and not just be like a dramatic, serious character. Cause that's just not, Owen Wilson, Julie Reese Dreyfus shows up in Captain America and the Winter Soldier, and she should be Julie Reese Dreyfus, like an evil Selena Meyer, and that's what we got, and right. that's what we're thankful for. So I think same thing here. You gotta give, you gotta give the people what they want, and I think what the people want with Owen Wilson is pretty obvious. Um, Kevin, is there anything else Loki wise that you want to get into here? Um. Like any expectations, any like final like advisory uh, <sighs> statements is like any advisory, cautionary, I mean, tales. cautionary tales. Are you nervous? I'm Are you nervous? So nervous because the MCU shows have been uh, hit or miss with you. It's not even that they're hit or miss. I think it's just I think a part of it is my own expectations. Um, I do think the hit or miss does come in story elements. Obviously, there are story elements in Falcon and Winter Soldier that didn't work out um, as well as I think they should have and could have and wish they had. And I do think story elements in WandaVision, predictions and hopes aside, didn't land for me for various reasons. Um, so I think there is that element. But the stuff about WandaVision didn't happen until I started watching WandaVision, right? The the, the yeah. theorizing and like, where could this go? Then have to have started. This is happening before because what they're presenting you with is, I think, much more obviously something that could be what we're hoping it to be, if that makes sense. And so yes. if they don't deliver there, I think I will be disappointed. But that all said, here's the thing, Josh. As much as I'm like, uh, do I want this to be a big, huge ramification into the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Absolutely. 
Would I love to see some multiverse shenanigans? 100%. Like variants of different characters coming in and interacting and having like a moment where like a cartoon Captain America shows up. Sure. Give me that. If it isn't that. Yeah. And if the show is just, I am Loki, I'm going to go back in time and I have to help John Wilkes Booth kill Abraham Lincoln because I got to keep the timeline right. And that's the episodic weirdo nature of this show. Josh, I'm still going to love it because at the end of the day, Kevin is a simple, simple boy. Give him Quantum Leap, give him sliders, and he will be very happy. So I think as much as my expectations are extremely high in, in the bigger ramifications, more so than what Falcon and Winter Soldier gave me, more so the parts that I liked about what WandaVision gave me, this is what this show can provide. It doesn't need to be this big, grand, epic scale. Give me the simplicity of Loki quantum leaping his way through the timeline, fixing white right what once ran, went wrong, shenanigans happening, and I think I'll be extremely happy with this show. Yeah, yeah, I co-signed that. Uh, I, I too, am a simple, simple man. Uh, and I just love Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Uh, and I especially love when he is just like, a total total turd i think we're gonna uh, get that <laughs> you know and if we get like if the if, if we get like a total turd disney plus series about loki i'm gonna be pretty happy and also if it's got like cool ramifications for the greater mcu that's dope uh but like my expectations on that are are i'm trying to keep pretty low but like the pedigree behind it the people involved um the the subject matter I'm I'm relatively hyped. Uh so I think it's going to be really really fun. We're going to be recording these podcasts again the the Thursday night after the show has come out on Wednesday morning so you'll have your time to send in your feedback but you want to get it in relatively quickly. Super at postshowrecaps.com or email us directly josh at postshowrecaps.com or kevin at postshowrecaps.com or talk to us in the Post Show Recaps patron discord. We're very active in there. We're happy to have conversations with you about Loki as Loki is going on. Uh, just hit us up in there patreon.com slash recaps to sign up for the discord to talk to kevin and i and everybody else about all things loki um kevin the the journey is about to begin are you are you ready to go back to marvel are you ready to get back into the mcu i have i have not minded the the little break uh it's made me it's like absence makes the heart grow fonder yeah no i'm excited to get back into mcu i'm excited to actually transition from such like stuff I really love into stuff I love, you know, sometimes like we could have easily gone a different route and done movies that would have made all of us very angry, but uh, it was great to do the Superman films, get me really hyped and then head into something that I'm extremely hyped about. I think it's going to be a fun time. I think it's going to be good. And again, like I I think the comedy here is going to be great. Uh, Ultimately there were comedic elements in WandaVision, but it wasn't like a comedy show, right? It's a bit of a dramedy. If anything, it's more of a mystery a mystery comedy at best, right? And Falcon Winter Soldier is very much a drama. I think we have potential here to have a full-out comedy show, and I'm pretty pumped about that. Like, I'm ready to yeah. like, laugh in the Marvel Hiddleston's universe. comedy chops are are really, really great, and I think him and Owen Wilson might be a really fantastic That's what I'm thinking together. about, too, right? Like, I yeah. hope we get enough Owen Wilson where it's them interacting and, like, Loki doing some stuff, and Owen Wilson just being like, and why do you gotta do something like that? I think it's not very nice, you know? <laughs> like, I think it'd be really funny to have that interaction with these characters, and yes. have Owen Wilson being full-out Owen Wilson. Well, and yes, I'm curious what the uh, other characters are because it can't be just these two characters. I mean, it could very well be, but I'm interested to see what else is being pulled in. I know there's some people theorizing already. I, I think I've seen on 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 Twitter where some where someone had an article about like 
could Loki be the, the gateway into the Marvel, you know, Marvel's X-Men? And it's just like, I mean, maybe, but guys, temper your expectations. Just chillax a little bit. I've been down this road. It's a bad place. Consider it good. You know, this is me speaking to you from the future. I was once where you were. I've come back in time to tell you, relax. Just enjoy what we're about to get and don't get too lost in the predictions. I am, I am done expecting x-men to show up in anything they'll just appear whenever they want yeah they've they've ralph boned us before so uh (laughs) yeah 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 uh so i'm not i'm not looking at that Uh, i don't think that that's uh that's something that's gonna be going down all right well we'll be back next week just a quick hi how are you we're talking about loki on post show recaps podcast for you today just getting the the ball rolling Wetting the appetite, getting you excited. We are getting excited as well. It's going to be a really exciting time here on Post Show Recaps as we talk about the God of Mischief. Did uh, you say is, God every, of Mischief? I said the God of Mischief. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's happened. Uh, that's a that was a that was a prank. The God of Mischief. He's just yeah, the God. The God of Mischief. Uh, himself loki is going to hit disney plus on june 9th our recap will drop on june 11th and every friday after that Uh, until then everybody take care goodbye Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.